U.S. ramen need to fight with uh, like a other dish, which is like a hamburger, you know, very strong taste, like a pizza, very easy to get umami bomb uh -huh. from a dish. Uh, that's why you got shio ramen versus like a, uh, you know, uh, like a hamburger. Uh -huh. It's uh, always hamburger wing, <laughs> like that. Um, like the like shio ramen is like a jazz. Uh, yeah, and then like uh, hamburger or like a noko tonkotsu is more like a punk rock or uh, like, you know. Um, loud and aggressive. Very easy to understand, uh -huh. even kids or like beginners. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Way Ramen Podcast. We have a truly incredible guest on the show today. I have no idea how this happened, but we have Nakamura-san, Shigetoshi Nakamura from Nakamura NYC on the show today. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Nakamura-san, he is widely considered to be one of the top ramen chefs in all of the United States. He opened his first shop at the age of 22 in Japan, and he quickly became known as a rising star there after being featured in some ramen magazines. He then helped his brother launch the mega successful ramen chain Afuri, which I think even has some locations in America as well. I think they're in Portland, Oregon, but just crazy, crazy stuff. In this episode, we talk about his history with ramen, his philosophy on what ramen chefs should focus on when making ramen, the differences between making ramen in a restaurant and making ramen at home, and where he personally thinks and hopes ramen will go in the West, in America, and the rest of the world. This was an incredibly insightful interview with a true master of ramen. I learned a ton, and I hope you guys really enjoy this one. All right, here is Chef Shigetoshi Nakamura. あの、そうなんですよ。自己紹介、自己紹介兼ねてちょっと今お話ししたかったことちょっとしていいですかあ、I Ten years ago, and then I uh, started the ramen consulting to help the person who want to open ramen shop, and then I uh, teach how to make ramen and how to uh, make an operation, and how to build a kitchen, ramen kitchen or a store. Um, uh, that's my uh, job after I moved to US, and four years ago I opened uh, Nakamura NYC at the Manhattan uh, Low Ice side. Uh, before that, uh, I worked with uh, uh, Uki, uh, Kenshiro Uki, mm -hmm. uh, uh, who is a uh, um, son of a president of uh, Sanuro, uh, the headquarter of uh, Hawaii. And yeah, I met him uh, at the California when I uh, consulted uh, the ramen restaurant in, at the Torrance, California, mm -hmm. and then I, uh, met him and I ha I saw his a lot of passion for the ramen, and then uh, the same time I uh, I needed to uh, ramen community in US, but uh, you know that's because uh, you know the ramen community is very very small uh, compared with uh, you know the Japan, the US uh, ten years ago uh, it's almost like a nothing community even 
like a ramen, yeah, some ramen geek, like a ramenians or like a go ramen exist, <laughs> existed, but uh, um, I uh, needed to know, I needed to uh, make like a ramen community from uh, a ramen making side. Uh, many people in US uh, love ramen already, but that's because uh, uh, they, uh, they already know the ramen culture from uh, like an instant ramen. Uh, mm -hmm. like a top ramen or like a instant uh, the cup ramen. Um, but uh, I wanted to uh, show them the, what the uh, authentic ramen or like a, like a real ingredients ramen. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that's me. And then uh, I'm now, I'm a focus on uh, uh, you, uh, the Ratu, mm -hmm. uh, which is ramen YouTube. Uh, to share my knowledge of uh, uh, ramen. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I watch. I watch Ratub a lot. I, I can't. I can't understand maybe eighty <laughs> percent. <laughs> but it's so, you know I've seen you have Shimazaki San and Ida San. Yeah. And, you know, like all these legends in terms of Japanese ramen, and it's like wow, it's just, you, yeah, it's, and you're friends with them. So it's like wow, it's just kind of crazy. But I, I know that you opened your first shop when you were 22 in Japan. How did you mm -hmm. learn how to cook and make ramen at such a young age? I don't know. Actually, um, uh, I learned most of the cooking is from my mother. And my mother's uh, cooking is uh, very comfortable, uh, which is she, her cooking is always uh, making her soup base first. And then uh, she's gonna make her uh, dishes with, uh, with her stock, which is uh, like a ramen uh, gyu suji soup. Mm. Uh, like, a, um, like a beef tendon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Beef, beef tendon, uh, the soup stock. So that's uh, realize her cooking. Uh, the flavor, everything is like, uh, my, my mother is kinko-san. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I always, um, like I realized when I get uh, have a, like a beef flavor from like a chahan or like a, you know the fried rice and also not ramen uh, but like a nikujaga or mm -hmm. some like a Japanese dishes. But she always used some uh, uh, her soup stuff. So um, uh, during that time, uh, maybe I learned a lot uh, from her about what is broth. Uh, broth right now, you know, the, I, I see the broth is most of, uh, you know, the dish is using for soup or like uh, mainly more liquid dishes. Uh, but for me, the uh, soup stock is kind of a natural uh, umami, uh, like a seasoning, uh, which is like a, a, like a MSG or, like, you know, uh, something uh, very great. Uh, much body influence to the main dish. Mm. Um, that's only I knew uh, that I learned from uh, my mother. And then um, uh, when I went to uh, uh, college at, in San Diego, when I uh, after graduated uh, the high school, um, I suffered a lot. Uh, you know that that's why I moved to. Uh, uh, Encinitas, California, I mean uh -huh. San Diego, uh, because they have a lot of waves. Yeah. And, yeah, but I didn't know the, how 
uh, cold the uh, temperature of our ocean. Uh, that was uh, so cold, even <laughs> in the summertime, I need to, uh, still need to uh, like a wetsuit. So uh, every day I tried it to make a, a, run, a soup stock mm. for every dish, uh, like like a making make risotto or like make uh, own ramen uh, using uh, using like mix with the uh, okay instant ramen uh, used mm. instant noodle with uh, uh, my stock. Um, yeah, that's kind of uh, you know that I learned uh, from. Uh, from my ingredients, uh, so just uh, uh, even not not only ramen. Uh, when I cook, I just learn from uh, you know the ingredients. Uh, if I see the in new ingredients, just think how they want to cook by me. Mm -hmm. So you know th that's yeah my learn. So you didn't study under with a ramen chef prior or anything like that. Just your mom's cooking and your own. Uh, self-study mm -hmm. yeah 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 uh, actually the uh college i why i go to uh, uh but maybe that's a uh, next question uh no no uh the actually the uh college i went to uh, uh, study abroad study yeah abroad um that's helped to me was uh you know i went to uh us uh 1995 that's a uh, very huge um, boom of uh, uh, Windows and the uh, internet uh, wow. began <laughs> So I, the internet uh, is very helpful to learn. I mean, when I wondering something, you know, mm. that I learn, I, I need to learn, and I just uh, Google it, and uh, not Google, just uh, uh, you know, net surfing yeah, to yeah, yeah. Um, search. How to uh, take a broth from a fish, from a, from a chicken. Uh, so it's kind of a dictionary or like a you know the learning book uh, from uh, you know. That's uh, amazing. You you yeah. basically learned how everybody is learning today, just search searching on the internet and looking for recipes and things. Yeah. Uh, how About did you? Three years ago. That is yeah. That's so crazy. How did you? Do you remember what your first like bowl of ramen that you made was? I know it may be kind of long ago, but um, actually, that is not in US. Um, I already uh, made uh, the ramen, like the original ramen, since when I was uh, like uh, elementary school. Actually, oh, wow. yeah, because uh, you know that it it was easy. Uh, I didn't make the soup stock, but I knew the, uh, the soup stock from uh, my mother uh, because she always get uh, the, made a soup stock on the, her kitchen. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I um, come back from uh, my school and then just, uh, you know, warm up the uh, mother's soup stock and uh, boil the noodle and they just combine the, you know, some, yeah, something like that. No rule, no, you know, the, I, don't have a afraid of uh, you know if it's not good you know I don't care it's just I need a, a carb and a protein you know <laughs> yeah, that's my energy so yeah so you know running a ramen shop is not just about cooking ramen you have to take care of like mm -hmm. your employees and your your sourcing your ingredients how did you learn how to do all those things at such a young age like you know you said you started at twenty two with your first mm -hmm. shop 
That's a good question. I didn't study uh, about like a business uh, or some, you know, the, uh, learn about the money, you know, the, uh, learn about the like, employee. But actually my uh, original uh, family, uh, my father and my mother owned a convenience store, which is uh, 7-Eleven. Mm. Uh, yeah. Since uh, when I was born, you know, it, it's already existing. So, um, I learned a lot of, yeah, I helped uh, their store uh, when I was uh, like a, a student at a, a, yeah, a middle, high and a high school. Uh, I uh, helped to their business. So um, during that time, I learned uh, how to communicate with, uh, you know, employee and how to hire and uh, you know that I also um, um, that my father uh, brought me to a market, uh, which is uh, Ichiba, uh, to get uh, some ingredients uh, like uh, vegetables or meat and the fish from a real uh, like a fish market or mm. fish, uh, like a farmers market, and then uh, they just wrap it and then sell that like a grocery store. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that I knew, I knew how to uh, do the, not restaurant, but, you know, basically like how to build the, rest, uh, the store I got the run from my uh, parents. Oh, I see. Yeah. How did, it, how did it go that first year, you know, when you're 22? I'm sure your customers would come in and see 22-year-old ramen chef behind the counter cooking. Like, what was that first year like for you, if you remember um, about that? I didn't realize my age, mm. uh, you know, the, just uh, I, who cares the age in the <laughs> U.S. That's, that's why, you know, I didn't afraid of, uh, you know, I'm not a regular Japanese since, you know, I, I, uh, when I go to, uh, you know, I went to San Diego. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, after that, uh, I'm already just just human, not uh, Japanese. You know, so that's why I uh, respect the people, but uh, I um, respect by myself. Even like a 22 years old, uh, who cares? Just uh, you know that I when I just do store if I really want to do it. Then oh. you know that, I, that my dream was. Uh, someday I want to uh, uh, come back to uh, United States to open my own shop, uh, which is like uh, feel uh, people can feel the like a Zap Japanese culture. Uh, that's why uh, what I you know wanted to do. Mm. Uh, so that's why I choose ramen business. And also that I choose the way of, uh, you know, the doing my own store. Oh, I see. I see. Your brother is also in the ramen world too, correct? He's with mm -hmm. Afuri. How did, how did both of you end up making ramen in the same family? My brother is very, um, uh, it's pretty hard to say, not only businessman, but he is very smart way smarter than me uh he knows i know how to make a ramen mm -hmm. and he maybe he can make ramen but uh his passion is more 
you know, make a community, make a team, make a, you know, yeah, make his mountain. Mm-hmm. So that's why his uh, ramen, uh, the name for uh, Afri, uh, this one. Yeah, Afri is the name of a mountain, which is uh, where, where we born oh, at uh, Kanagawa Atsugi. Uh, they have a, a yeah, they're uh, the Afri mountain. And then, um, you know, the, when I, I, you know, me and brother, uh, since, you know, the child, I always see the mountain and then, you know, uh, uh, arigato gozaimasu. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, something like that. So, um, you know, for his, for him, the Afri is his God. So, uh-huh. you know, he made a community and uh, he made a business uh, by own. But he uh, used uh, my ramen culture. Uh, why he started the ramen business? What, uh, that's because uh, you know, I started the uh, ramen store. Uh-huh. My uh, father really uh, concerned about my business. That's because <laughs> you know, I, he, he, knew, he knew I can make good quality of ramen, mm-hmm. but he never know, uh, you know, the, about, like, like you said, uh, it's different to, mm-hmm. you know, making ramen and making business yeah, is yeah. so different. So that's why uh, my father asked to my brother to, you know, uh, take uh, his grain to my business. Oh, I, I see, I see. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Huh? Okay, so when you moved back to America, was it just like you always wanted to come back after studying in San Diego? You always, your dream was always to return to California. What was, what, when did you, what made you decide it was the right time to come back to America? Um, actually, um, after, after like a, two years uh, after I opened my store, uh, it was, in the beginning of my store in Japan was very bad. I mean, uh, maybe two or three months, almost nothing. It was very slow. Uh-huh. Uh, and my father said, maybe after, uh, I mean, if it's like a two month more than that, uh, I have to, I have to uh, decide to close uh-huh. my business. Yeah. But, uh, after three months, when I opened, um, the some uh, Japanese uh, TV show, uh, oh no, the maybe magazine uh, got I, yeah, I, I got a good article from uh, you know with uh, the, the Japanese uh, magazine, uh, and then after that, many customer uh, start to come to my store. Uh, so after like a two or three years later, my business get so increased to a high uh, place, then I decided, you know, the, then I wanted to back to US. Um, but I didn't know how to start the business in US mm-hmm. because uh, Japan, it's pretty easy to get the uh, own store uh that's because uh you know not much existing the regulation of uh you know in u.s it's crazy actually <laughs> uh, 
you know, the, we need to uh, like a restaurant permit, uh, fire inspection, health inspection, you know, many things going on in, you know, US, uh, you know, that started starting uh, the, like a, a restaurant business. Yeah, yeah. In Japan, uh, it's, um, of course, I need to go to uh, like a health department, but just tell them, you know, that uh, <laughs> I will open. Not much regulation of, uh, you know, it, that's maybe Asian uh, culture. Uh. Uh, yeah, very easy to get my uh, own restaurant. Uh, but uh, that's, that's why it's very hard to survive the, at the restaurant world because everybody can't stop. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah. But in U.S., um, you know, I love U.S. culture. Of course, I love uh, Japanese culture as well. Uh, but I, you know, the first, my priority to live for my life is where I live. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I choose the U.S. So I just, uh, you know, moved to uh, here. And then just, I, the, my friend uh, uh, asked me about uh, how to make ramen. And that was a pretty good opportunity to me. Uh, so I went to uh, uh, visit uh, his uh, ramen shop to uh, consult. That's my beginning of, uh, you know. Coming back beginning. to America. But after 10 years uh, later, when I opened the, my first store. So. In, in America, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I see, I see. What are the major differences between besides the regulations like running a shop in america versus japan i know some people have said that in america you have to sell different things like different more items you have to sell yeah. liquor um the the customer takes a lot longer to eat than in mm -hmm. japan what are what are some things that you've noticed versus japan versus america um the actually food food culture is really different um about like a for us people uh, about like a uh, uh, dining is like a communicate with the uh, people. Mm. Uh, of course, they eat for their you know the energy, but uh, you know it's more uh, enjoy with the people, just ah, sharing okay. the <coughs> sense of uh, you know how awesome the food. But in Japan, uh, it's very focused on the. <laughs> Uh, to for each, not oh, see, the people. Um, of course, uh, right now with uh, like uh, many people uh, doing like uh, Instagram or some you know like, uh, same YouTube. Uh, yeah, people uh, started to sharing the uh, the sense of our uh, food. Uh, but when I when when um, my childhood, it's uh, it's kind of a uh, uh, you know if. I speak during, um, you know, if I um, eat and watch TV, my uh, parents, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, how can I say, it's pretty hard to say, but uh, they, they hit to me and then <laughs> yelling and then, you know, uh, why, why do you watching TV, you know, mm. when you're eating, you know, that's very uh, bad. Uh, table manner of uh, oh, I see. that's a rule. Uh, 
but still existing uh, many you know the, in Japan I think uh, that, that's why uh, in you the food culture in US um, like people spend like a, more than 30 hours to even eat ramen because, <laughs> uh, you know they speak with yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they take one bite and then they talk and then exactly. take one bite. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, that's I never but, thought about that because in Japan you do like nomikai, right? You do drinking and socialize, but in America people go to eat and socialize. So, mm -hmm. so like uh, two days ago, you upload of a uh, Sanominoru mm -hmm. uh, episode. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really Japanese uh, sense uh, of uh, in the culture mm -hmm. uh, when. A customer eat ramen uh, when the samosan uh, give the bowl to a customer, and uh, uh, of course, customer cannot see the even like a cell phone or you know uh, even speak. They cannot just uh, eat um, and then you know eat uh, until finish, <laughs> right? J just eat, eat, eat. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Otherwise, uh, if they speak to, you know, the, with a friend, um, the Sanosan uh, will say, you know, hey, yeah. get out. <laughs> did, did you run your shop in Japan similarly, where if someone is talking or taking pictures, you tell, get out? No, no, but <laughs> I, right now, no, but uh, you know, that when I opened my restaurant, mm. I, little bit uh, similar feeling of uh, Sanosan, that's mm. because, uh, you know, the I, uh, made um, the ramen 100% my focusing, you know, for the ingredients and then, you know, uh, the temperature and, uh, you know, that atmosphere is, if it's perfect, uh, I want to give them the, you know, the beauty of a mm -hmm. ramen. But if they don't focus on the, you know, their dish, it's a little bit, uh, like, it feels rude. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that that's actually too much. That too much culture uh, is uh, some I like. The Japanese culture culture is so much focused on the you know the thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's good thing or bad thing. You know, that that's very interesting. Naruhodo, mm. have you had to change? The style. Oh, sorry about that. My phone is ringing. How unprofessional! One second. I'm gonna just turn this off real quick. Have you had to? Have you had to change the style of ramen you make in America versus Japan? Because I know in Japan you were really known for tanreke kind of you know style. Um, in America, for a long time, ramen in America after instant ramen was just tonkotsu ramen for a very long time. I think even today, most people like. Tonkatsu ramen, that's Americans call it, call it tonkatsu ramen. <laughs> so have you, have you had to change your style or have New Yorkers adapted to appreciate more tanureke kind of soups, like um, clear soups? Before, like, uh, you know, when I uh, moved to U.S., I did care of, uh, you know, that thing, you know, different culture, you know. So, um, you know, I need to uh, focus on, I mean, learn, I need to learn to, you know, the American sense of a ramen. Uh, but right now, um, I actually don't care. Uh, even if I uh, try to make very, very same ramen uh, with Japan, Japanese ramen, uh, it's pretty tough. 
because ingredients is way different. So uh, now I'm uh, try to uh, make ramen uh, very similar mind uh, with uh, when I was uh, you know make the ramen in Japan. Um, that's because uh, um, if I the, the importance is use local ingredients. Mm. Yeah, not imported. Uh, you know, like even like a soy sauce. You know, U.S. have already have a, you know the uh, like a kikoma or like a yamasa uh, plant uh, from uh, the factory. Mm. Uh, so we can we basically can make uh, ramen uh, in U.S. a hundred percent. Oh wow! Yeah, um, and that culture makes American ramen culture. I believe. Um, otherwise, if I continue to, you know, import the, some ingredients from Japan, uh, it's, um, you know, never increase the American ramen culture. You know, it's kind of a, like just copying from uh, ramen, you know, Japanese ramen. Mm. Why Japanese ramen is so awesome? That's because uh, they transformed the ramen culture from uh, you know the Chinese ramen mm -hmm. culture, mm -hmm. um, that's why uh, it's time to change. I mean, not change, just time to build uh, own American ramen culture in here. Uh, I'm Japanese, but uh, I respect American food culture and also American uh, food, uh, you know, ingredients. Um, so talk with uh, American farmers, American, you know, the poultry. Yeah, that, that was a very important thing uh, to make ramen in the U.S., I think. Wow. So you mainly use American products in your ramen in your shop today? Like, wow. Like, how do you deal with the fish, like niboshi, katsubushi, things like You have to bring those in, right? Uh -huh. Of okay. course. Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Uh, because, uh, you know, actually, an anchovy, the fish, uh, anchovy fish is... Uh, most popular uh, niboshi uh, in Japan, the ingredients. Mm -hmm. And then here we have, uh, you know, in New York have uh, uh, some uh, anchovy, but not that small or not that much. Uh, and nobody making like a niboshi, uh, the anchovy niboshi in the US. Uh, but I'm trying to, you know, that here we have a good, uh, good dashi, uh, fish ingredients here uh, is uh, like a snappers, oh. uh, like a pogi, and uh, a whitey, and um, yeah, many many fishes I can get in here. And then uh, even if it's not niboshi, I can just grill it uh, from uh, fresh. And oh. uh, yeah, also I can make the niboshi in here just uh, you know boil with uh, uh, salted water. And then uh, dry, dehydrated of uh, you know wow. the ingredients. So you know just just try to use with the, you know the local ingredients. So uh, before I thought it's impossible to make a, a niboshi ramen in here without uh, the import the uh, ingredients from Japan. But now I pretty much have a confidence to make a. Uh, American niboshi ramen in China. <laughs> that's that's pretty incredible. How do you deal with 
the other ingredients, like when you think of Japanese, like any kind of wadashi kind of things, like kombu, like all of these things, how do you replace them with American ingredients, kombu or katsubushi? I mean, katsubushi, niboshi, fish. But... Yeah, actually, like a dried ingredients, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's possible to import. Oh, I see, I see. Even, even Japan, you know, the, uh, in Tokyo, uh, they got the kombu from a Hokkaido. It's already, you know, <laughs> yeah. import from yeah, a Hokkaido. Import, yeah. That's uh, just, uh, uh, you know, uh, just a distant way mm -hmm. of that one. But um, like, like a fresh product, like I a see. chicken or like, a, a, like some protein or like, a, uh, yeah, fresh, fresh products should be, I, I prefer, uh, to use uh, a local ingredient. I see, I see, I see. Because like your ramen as well, uh, that like I saw your episode, uh, that most of uh, chicken is fresh chicken, uh, fresh mm. chicken is from, not from Japan, right? I, uh, <laughs> no, no. Impossible, right? <laughs> That's but pretty embarrassing I, that you watch my video. <laughs> no, that, that, was, that was improbable. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was awesome. Yeah. But mainly you got uh, uh, poultry from a uh, uh, big island or it's... I, 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 I want Hawaii? to try. So I found two chicken farms in Hawaii. Uh, what happened in Hawaii was a lot of the chicken farms closed when Costco opened or the big stores opened. Oh, yeah. So we, we lost a lot of our chicken farms, but I found recently found one on Kauai and one on the big island. So I wanted to try the super fresh chicken. So I'm going to order and try to make some ramen with the, the chicken here. Because I think it'll oh, be better. And awesome. then you, you, you've been to Kauai, so you've seen all the wild chicken running around. So maybe yeah. try to use one of those chickens on one day. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. You've been in America for over 10 years now. Have you seen any kind of shifts in what Americans think about ramen from when you came till now? Um, I don't know. The, uh, even... It's pretty tough to uh, see this is like an American ramen or like a, a homage of like a Japanese ramen. Mm. It's pretty tough to say because uh, you know the, if the chef who is like a Japanese ramen chef, uh, I can see you know that what he want to make in the US, uh, but. Uh, the ramen chef who is a uh, uh, like a local uh, like a foreign people um, it's pretty tough to uh, realize what kind of a ramen he want to make for like, mm. uh, um, that's because uh, culture is different uh, and every country that all country have uh, you know the own like a soup culture like a broth culture and then it, the ingredients is pretty similar. Mm -hmm. And the technique is a little bit, you know, the different. So that's why, um, you know, the, if when I go to uh, where, the New Orleans or somewhere, Louisiana, mm -hmm. and they got, uh, they had a uh, gaze, gazebo ramen, uh, garbo, garbo, that soup. Oh, the, gumbo, think, gumbo ramen. Gumbo right? soup, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, gumbo ramen. Um, yeah, that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, that we're using okra and a little sticky of uh, like a soup. Mm. Yeah, and I all the very enjoyed uh, the uh, gumbo soup with a noodle. Uh, yeah, 
And also the when I uh, helped the ramen shop in Torrance, California, and then um, I op uh, helped the name called uh, California Ramen California. Um, the focus on the, a lot of vegetable, and also the we had a cheese ramen and also uh, tomato like a, a sun dried tomato ramen. Mm -hmm. No, sun gold, sun gold uh, tomato ramen, very orange. The, uh, oh, I see, I see. Tomato, yeah, uh, cherry tomatoes. Uh, that was very awesome. Very uh, thick body to it, and then just chopped, and then like do with uh, like a uh, top. Uh, use the tomato sauce top on the shio ramen. It was very comfortable. Mm. Yeah, and then also I went to uh, when I went to uh, Boston. And then the ramen, some ramen event, and they made like a crumb chowder ramen. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Do you, yeah, do you like to see that? As a Japanese ramen chef, do you like to see American ramen chefs trying to create ramen like that? Or would you rather see them doing more Japanese ramen, trying to do Japanese? I was curious to hear all the Japanese ramen chefs that I've had in the show always say, oh, it sounds interesting to try to taste american style ramen whatever that is they don't even know you know what that is but what do you what do you think american chefs should be doing american ramen chefs should be doing i really uh respecting the you the american ramen chefs uh that's because uh you know when i um uh, teach to uh you know american chef how to make ramen um and then first beginning of that thing uh they try to make uh by my technique but like a um next year i uh revisit to their place uh they um developed other like original uh ramen uh which is combined with uh, their like a local food culture um and they, that was very uh different sense of uh you know versus like a Japanese mm -hmm. uh, ramen, uh, like a food culture. And then that was really good. Uh, when I go to uh, uh, St. Louis, uh, the shop name called uh, Nude, Noodle, Noodle, Noodle Ramen. Uh, yeah, um, he, he's, he's uh, kind of uh, making a fall. Uh, his, his original family have uh, uh, owned a restaurant and, and then uh, he tried to uh, make the ramen with uh, like a fall culture. Uh, that was amazing. Wow. Yeah, like a Vietnamese ramen. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. How, how, what is your philosophy when it comes to making your own ramen? Like, how do you approach creating a new dish or anything like that? Like, what do you think of first and then go for um, it? It's um, about the Cooking, uh, like basically, I focus on uh, um, not technique, just uh, focus on the ingredients. Uh, the ingredients is the uh, uh, protagon protagonist, uh, shirak, how, how can I say shiraku? Oh, it's like kind of like the main character, the protagonist. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, the I just try to how to uh present 
the main ingredients. Uh, that's my philosophy of uh, you know the cooking. But ramen um, is actually how to um, how to eat noodle deliciously, and then you know um, so the ramen actually it's hard to tell what is ramen you know? <laughs> like, because this is noodle some people say uh, if the noodle uh, using kansu is a like a ramen noodle mm-hmm. but for me ramen is like a no rule like mm-hmm. a king of uh, noodle uh, like a dish so you know um, if I make with a, a noodle with a, a sauce or like a soup or like a, some other like a seasoning, uh, and if the noodle is way uh, increase the level, I mean to, by the quality or like a taste, um, that that's a ramen. So I just mm. uh, yeah, but it's not meaning of uh, like a how to dress or how to you know how to put the seasoning to the noodle. Uh, I focus on the, uh, the noodle that present the beauty of a noodle. Mm-hmm. If the noodle needs just only salt, that's a cookie. Ah, <laughs> 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 um, How do you, what advice could you give to someone who is trying to make ramen at home? Like, if they're new to making ramen, what would you advise them to do to try to start to do first? That's interesting. Um, yeah, uh, like a commercial ramen and also uh, that the, yeah, the commercial ramen and the, uh, home ramen is a very different. Uh, that be, because of the, you know, the uh, volume is so different. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy to, ramen has right amount to make the ramen. It's pretty hard, actually it's pretty hard to make just only one or two bowls of a ramen. That's because uh, uh, volume in the pot, uh, you know, if you put the uh, ingredients and then you need to put the uh, right amount of uh, uh, water um, and the time, that, you know, the, Water and the ingredients and the temperature and the time, everything is very uh, important to make a good broth. And the, I think perfect size to make a, a ramen, um, maybe like five to 10 pounds of uh, like ingredients. <laughs> that's kind of, that's like kind of a lot for yeah, the home cook. Yeah, kind of uh, like a 20 or to 30 servings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's very good uh, volume to, you know, uh, to make you make a fire on and then uh-huh. uh, wait and get the simmer and, uh, um, you know, the wait for uh, the, uh, collagen change to uh, like a gelatin. Mm. Uh, you know the technique is very good fit with that amount. I see. But, I see. I see. Yeah, in home cooking, the home ramen is pretty tough. That's because uh, ingredients and in, uh, water is so tiny. Mm-hmm. So it's very 
easy to get similar point. They're like a boiling temperature and very quick uh, to get just only taste. But that body of like a, a stickiness or like a zilliness, it's still very poor. I see, I see. Yeah. So you need to, uh, so maybe better to use like a slow cooker or like, a, I, I don't like to use a, a pressure cooker because mm -hmm. uh, it's too quick. It's very easy, but the flavor is still, you know, not enough. So you need to uh, take time uh, to get a strong aroma from uh, ingredients. Mm, I see. Yeah, yeah, that is that is something that's really interesting because when you're making ramen in a shop, you're using these huge like zundo, zundo nabe, you know, and then mm -hmm. it's at home. You basically, if you can buy like one or two chickens from the store and you're making trying to make ramen soup with just that, the water is going to evaporate really quickly if you're cooking yeah. it. And so, sure. yeah, All yeah, right. very you know, the small amount makes very uh, unstable. Uh -huh, uh -huh. That's yeah, true. everything like uh, you know the, like a temperature and the surface area and everything is very uh, you know that so so delicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you use like a, like a eighty pound of uh, uh, ingredients one time, it's very easy to like a little uh, control uh -huh. of uh, heatness, and you can uh, easy easy to cook like a four to you know eight hours cooking mm, i see because i see ingredients is not changing the yeah. very stable I but see. you know like like you're doing uh, like home cooking mm -hmm. just use like a two or three pound of uh, meat uh, like a bones mm -hmm. with uh, water and cook like four hours <laughs> yeah. almost nothing right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but you know like the flavor is not enough to get, uh, you know, that's because, uh, you know, the time is pretty uh, important. Yeah, it's fascinating. There's things that I, I never really thought about because I have all around me, you know, I have all these books. Oh, oh. something fell down, like, you know. This... Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, so like, and then these are all for restaurants still, like, um, so their the ingredient list is very long and lots of bones and lots of water. And so like when I try to figure out how to cook it at home, it's like, well, I can reduce everything, but then that also changes cook time and how hot, how hot you make it. So it's really, really interesting. It's kind of like a challenge for me. It's always been, it's difficult. <laughs> it's very <laughs> difficult. Making ramen is so difficult. I don't think people realize how difficult it is. I, yeah, I know. I know. Um, maybe uh, when, when, when um when did you make ramen at the beginning i mean uh uh when you started the ramen maybe just ramen. like a few years ago maybe two years ago uh-huh yeah, yeah so maybe you still uh need to figure out what the perfect like ratio or like what perfect ingredients mm -hmm. maybe you need to uh decide main part what yeah. really you need. And also you need to decide what you don't need. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, um, I, I saw a video where you said something, I forget the Japanese sentence, but basically it was when you, when you make ramen, you're trying to not add kakushiaji, you're trying to make like no hidden, no hidden flavors, right? Yeah. You wanna make all of your flavors be able to be tasted. 
And I thought mm -hmm. that was really interesting. Could you explain? Yeah, the simple is best always. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, even, you know, uh, like a noodle, uh, flour, water, salt, and the kansui, that's mm -hmm. it. That's only four ingredients. Uh, but you need to focus on the uh, bench time and also like like a bread making mm -hmm. uh, and uh, you know the atsuen the to press yeah 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 and the speed and the roll you know the size that and also the uh, you know the moisture and yeah. uh, everything is so important but ingredients have to very very simple mm. yeah so when I start to make ramen. You know, the, uh, I knew many people use a lot, lot in ingredients, many kind of uh, spices, many kind of uh, you know seasoning. That was the, you know I want uh, you know that was important. I I thought, but actually that's wrong. Uh -huh. um, yeah, I need to focus on what I really want to present. What which ingredients main part. Mm. So for me, it's right now for the soup is a chicken. I see, I see. Chicken is very uh, good uh, aroma and very much with the noodle, you know, the uh, texture. So you know that I really need chicken. Just only one ingredient, <laughs> and then uh, if I can choose one more ingredient, uh, what I always think, what this chicken needs. And the, the chicken needs sometimes ginger to uh, make sharpness because the chicken umami is sometimes too mild, too, mm -hmm. you know, too round, not sharp. So, you know, if I need sharpness, uh, I use ginger. But I, if I, sometimes, you know, like a summer chicken is not uh, strong because a chicken get a lot of that drinks water. I see, uh, I see. So, you know, I still need to some layer of umami. So I need to put the, some uh, kombu. Mm, how do you, how do you taste? So you do you taste it as it's cooking or how do you adjust the flavor as you're doing? Taste a lot. Taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. Taste, yeah. Then, but, but main um, feeling, I mean, I mean, main element of a feeling is smell the mm. by nose. Yeah, uh, more than more than taste by more than taste. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I need to figure out <laughs> how to how to make small quantities of ramen because nobody eats ramen <laughs> where, I, where I am. So I that's something I need to experiment more with like, the ingredient and the cook time and the temperature and the uh -huh. how to get all that things. I really recommend of uh, you know to heat by uh, like a heat technique. Uh, in at home, uh, please using like a, a double pot with oh, like a uh, using like a boil temperature. Double boiler, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah double boil. Uh, the fire is too high temperature for the small amount of. Uh, That's the, really fascinating. I, I saw uh, one of the questions that I got. I can't remember who it's from. Said that you had a misotare misotare video where you did double boiler to make your. Miso, yeah. and so that is interesting. So how would? Oh, okay, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> what yeah. what temperature? Oh, I guess it doesn't matter because the temperature. You know, like a lot of people tell me, 200 degrees Fahrenheit, whatever that is in mm -hmm. Celsius. But they said 
but that's probably is for large pots of yep. stock. So for a small pot of stock, the temperature probably is much lower and longer to yeah. keep it longer. Mm -hmm. Fascinating, fascinating. Okay, like a couple more questions and then we can get to listener questions. Okay. Who do you think are some of the ramen, greatest ramen chefs, either today or in the past? <laughs> it's actually, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm not, I, I don't know the ramen chef, uh, you know, less, less than, you know, maybe you know more than me. Not really. Yeah, I I cannot say uh, number one, but uh, I know lots of uh, you know good ramen chef. About the noodle, I definitely choose uh, Takei-san uh, from uh, Torashokudo, mm. and uh, um, because uh, he, his noodle making is uh, uh, Shirakawa Chukasoba, uh, just like very hand handmade uh, and with uh, like a temomi noodle and his noodle is uh, not strong koshi but very delicate koshi with a uh, very good smoothness and uh, you know chewiness and smoothness everything is uh, perfect uh, if you use his noodle uh, you can make the best ramen, <laughs> you know uh, that noodle don't choose the which soup. Ah, any soup. It works with any soup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I like the like the ramen uh, philosophy of a ramen making is I choose uh, uh, Shimazaki-san. Shimazaki-san, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's an awesome guy. He's a like real uh, Sano Minoru-san. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I really respect his uh, philosophy. Um, but he's focusing on style, so you know, the, maybe he don't he can make team his team, but uh, he don't he don't he doesn't need a team. He may be comfortable with you know his by by himself to make people like Shimazaki San and Sano San. They remind me more of like uh, Japanese shokunin rather than chefs, mm -hmm. where they're yeah. just the craft is more important than serving the ramen almost. Yeah. So I always find that fascinating. And them. also the about uh, enter entertain of uh, ramen. I really respect uh, Kawahara-san from uh, Ikudo. Ah. Yeah, he made ramen show, real, you know, ramen uh, musical. Yeah, uh, using, you know, his Ikudo, the shop is always packed. Um, the people uh, come to enjoy the ramen, you know, the Ikudo ramen show. That's uh, amazing. So, you know, each skill is so different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's pretty tough to say, you know, that best ramen chef mean technique or like making atmosphere or uh -huh. making money or making like a store. Everything uh, is different. So. Uh, I just wanted to hear who you respect. And Shimazaki-san is pretty incredible. I was so <laughs> disappointed when I watched your show. And he said he's afraid of flying and he's not going to come to America. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, man. <laughs> it would have been super cool if he came. And then could, yeah, but <laughs> maybe after after a uh, couple years later, uh -huh. uh, maybe a lot of uh, American ramen chef uh, exist, you know, 
uh, the world. And then uh, Japanese people come to the United States to learn what they are making the, about ramen, you know, mm -hmm. American ramen world. Because very right cool. now, the Japanese ramen in Japan is very conservative, mm -hmm. not challenging. It's have a kind of a boom, like a tsukemen, the gyokai noko tonkotsu tsukemen, that's a boom. And also like a mizudorike, uh, which mm -hmm. is you know chicken with uh, uh, kombu and uh, soy sauce, mm -hmm. and uh, make own like a home style of the, uh, like a uh, homemade noodle. That was a boom. So you know, too many people copying. <laughs> yeah, the, the copy is a bad word. It's kind of a, like a homage, respecting uh. each other. I see. Do you, do you see ramen in Japan trending more towards, you know, like sushi in Japan is very regimented, tempura, mm -hmm. it's very, you ha there's one way to do it. Do you see ramen slowly moving into that direction where there's only one way to do it in Japan and in America, it's like everybody's just trying any kind of things or is it still in Japan, there's lots of creativity going on or is it kind of, the creativity is kind of lessening today? Um, I'm talking about that's a kind um, like a balance of boom, mm. uh, you know, that I'm pretty much boring about only do like a only one way, like just if people uh, know about, you know, oh, hey, this ramen business is very good. So just copying that style uh -huh, uh -huh. to do that, that's kind of a boring. Yeah. But, um, or if only making only like a new style of ramen, you know, what's next, what's next. Uh, no respect of uh, like a traditional or not, you know, the classic. Mm -hmm. That's boring as well. Uh -huh. um, I want to, you know, the, change, uh, the move to next ramen world will be so high traditional way, so high, you know, the new hammer way. <laughs> you know, both of respect each other, and but they know, you know, the, they don't care their, you know, style, mm. just uh, respect each other and then make new world, you know, making new world means respect more about the traditional way. Yeah. yeah. The same thing. Oh, interesting. All right. Let's, let's get into some listener questions. It's, can you go a little longer than an hour? Do you have time or is it one hour? No time. Doesn't, okay. Doesn't okay. Okay. <laughs> we got some questions. Yeah, I'll just kind of cut it down. So, <laughs> the first listener question is from Ramen Lord. You know Mike Satanover? It's the Mike son. Mike. <laughs> Mike. Uh, well, he asked, "Why isn't Nakamura-san following me? What do I need to get <laughs> Senpai to notice me?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will uh, follow uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, just a social. Is, is it your listener? I yeah, mean, he's, a, he's a good friend of the show and a friend of mine, so. Uh, where, where he lives? Chicago. Oh, Chicago, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he, the, he asked, the second part of the question was, why is the ramen community in America noticeably more fragmented than in Japan? And how can we build a more collaborative uh, ramen community? That's in the interesting question. Uh, yeah, same feeling as me. Um, maybe, Japan, Japanese ramen culture are uh, created by, uh, you know, I'm a um, ramen geek, like a ramen community who, uh, the ramen community means uh, 
make by uh, ramen geeks. Not uh, uh, you're basically eating that you know their customer uh, ramen customer, uh, but. Uh, it's existing in Japan, uh, ramen chef and the ramen customer. And one more uh, very uh, important key is like a Osaki-san or like a Ishigami-san. Ramen, um, how can I say? Uh, like a ramen ma maniac. Yeah, mm. who, who teach, who yeah, share to everybody. You know what the beauty of ramen, or you like know, a, why this ramen is very good. Like, 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 like influencer, me, influencer, or media is the sure. thing that we're missing in America. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah, I knew some, but you know, U.S. so big country, so that's why if it's same number of uh, you know the geek existing, but still not enough number. <laughs> uh -huh. So we have to uh, yeah do our best to make more running maniacs. Mm. I see, I see. Yeah, I'll, me personally, I always feel that the community is built around content. So like, you know what you're doing with your Ratu, and then yeah. any kind of videos or podcasts or media is where the community will kind of come around. And then when the community starts talking to each other is when it kind of grows outwards. So I think we're very early. I think yeah, I know. I know that you've been doing it for a long time, and there's other people in America that are doing it for a long time. But I think uh, within actually, the next ten years, it'll be pretty yeah, interesting. That, that's why I made Ratu. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the people. If people want to see about uh, like a ramen, not for eating, not only for uh, like a learning. Uh, the ramen is entertainment for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, if the uh, like a subscriber. Uh, don't want to like a ramen, even like a, you know, the eating or something, but like a making ramen or like a, a show them the you know the eating ramen, it's kind of a, a entertainment. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want to really want to make a ramen community in the US. Mm -hmm. So it's maybe good timing to you know change the you know speak English uh, with uh, what you. You know, mm. so good. Yeah, this is very good. Uh, uh, you know, the opportunity to hear. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we can do collaboration on YouTube too, so then people can find your YouTube channel and things. Please, please. Yeah. <laughs> ha, ha, this is question from um, Tillman from Black Dynasty Ramen. So Tillman worked at Otaku Ramen with Sarah Gavian. Oh, so he said okay. he met you before, and he wanted to know. He wanted some input on how you personally would approach a vegan tonkotsu ramen or like a vegan python. Um, I sometimes work on work with uh, uh, Koryo Gaisha, uh, which is the company make flavor, mm -hmm. uh, artificial flavor, and also the natural flavor as well. Uh, but they are making. Uh, the flavor, like the seasoning, uh, for the for the seasoning, for the uh, like uh, drinks, uh, many things. Um, so the like a two part uh, important for making tonkotsu ramen, which is uh, the same body and a similar flavor. The flavor side actually is pretty tough to make. Uh, you know, tonkotsu flavor that. Oak flavor from be vegan mm -hmm. thing. 
uh, but it's actually the existing the some uh, company uh, already developed the uh, pork aroma from natural <laughs> vegan ingredients. Wow, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. if you uh, mix with uh, some like a uh, milk uh, with uh, like a uh, uh, like a miso umami, uh, pretty strong umami, uh -huh. uh, and uh, just emulsify. And uh, put the uh, tonkos flavor to it, and it's gonna be uh, you know definitely uh, vegan tonkos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's such a. There's so many. I don't know in, in Japan if it's similar, but there are a lot of vegans in America where you almost have to have some kind of vegetarian or vegan thing on the menu if you have a restaurant. So they they own a new restaurant called Black Dynasty Ramen in Nashville. So they mm -hmm. broke off and created their own um, restaurant, and so they're developing their menus and things. So it's always interesting. We got a lot of questions about Mazemen. And I think it's because you did the YouTube video with Rena Scully, where you made Mazemen for a bunch of Italian chefs. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Do you, do you normally sell Mazemen in your shop too? Do you, is yeah, that like a main exactly. thing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, maybe Mazemen is the other word, like a ramen 2.0, I feel. Mm. Uh, especially in US. Uh, people want to very strong taste always. That's why uh, you know in New in New York, uh, people very enjoy to eat pasta or like uh, you know the, like a uh, dandam noodle at the mm -hmm. Chinatown. Yeah, they really love to eat uh, mazemen uh, style, oh, uh, like brothless. Brothless is actually uh, for me, it's like a negative part. Uh, you know, broth less. You know, yeah, that's yeah. not good for, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like a saucy ramen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So more strong, the same as Japanese ramen culture, uh, you know, before was, you know, the, like a shoyu ramen is uh, born and the shio ramen. And after that, um, you know, year by year, it's come to more like a noko, which is very uh, come to thick. Mm -hmm. uh, increase the bricks of uh, you know the body of a soup. Uh, so you know the uh, miso ramen exists. Uh, the uh, yeah miso ramen and the tonkotsu ramen. And after that come to stemen uh, uh, and right now mazemen. It's more come to uh, thick uh -huh. uh, sauce style. So that's why uh, in the West, especially the people uh, enjoy the very um, uh, intense taste from the noodle. Mm, I see, I see. Is your approach to, this is a question from Three Yorks, is your approach to making mazimen different than creating ramen, like your approach to creating a mazimen dish? Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm ramen chef, so I, you know, always, always think about what is, uh, you know, next ingredients, next, uh, you know, I always searching new ingredients for the ramen, uh, but the, about the, like a soup style ramen is pretty tough to uh, find new ingredients. That's because, uh, you know, like if you see the vegetable, uh, you know, the vegetable, if you uh, take a broth from uh, that vegetable, it's almost like a nothing flavor. I mean, <laughs> uh, not nothing, but uh, it's pretty tough to get the umami from, uh, uh -huh. you know, like, like an onion, like a Maui onion, very sweet. 
pretty good for a broth, uh, but like a kellogg soup or like a, how can I say, like, like many ingredients is choose, you know, the style of, uh, you know, um, much with the cooking. Uh, you know, the taking, taking broth is, it's necessary to make a ramen process, I believe. But um, if you make a mazamen, just, uh, you know, if you chop the ingredients and mix with the uh, noodle, like a sauce, it's like, like a, a ingredients, like a something bolognese style. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I uh, prefer uh, mazamen in U.S. ramen culture. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, it's all. It's so so very interesting to see where it's gonna go, in terms of, you know, like, in in like you said in Japan, it was that noko tonkotsu kyokai, and then then, mm -hmm. then it shifted into that misudori kind of like light soups. Mm -hmm. In America, it's just been tonkotsu noko tonkotsu noko tonkotsu. <laughs> And it's yeah, kind exactly. of just, yeah. <laughs> That's the history of uh, you know US. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And because uh, you know that they the ramen US ramen need to fight with uh, like a other dish which is like a hamburger, you know, very strong taste like a pizza, very easy to get umami bomb uh -huh. from a dish. Uh, that's why you got shio ramen versus like a uh, you know. Uh, like a hamburger, uh -huh. it's uh, always hamburger wing, <laughs> like that. Um, like the shiromen is like a jazz, uh -huh. yeah. And then like a uh, hamburger or like a noko tonkotsu is more like a punk rock, or uh -huh. like, you know, um, loud and aggressive. Very easy to understand, uh -huh. even kids or like beginners. Uh -huh. Yeah, in, in Hawaii, it's interesting because we have saimin. I don't know if you've ever tasted saimin here in Hawaii. Yeah, Some noodle started as, as saimin and it's chintan, you know, it's light. And, but even in Hawaii, when people say ramen, they think of tonkotsu ramen. So it's kind mm -hmm. of interesting how that happened. Um, yeah. this is a qu another question from Kibara Ramen. How do you, minima uh, how do you minimize funkiness in chicken, chicken broth without adding too much aromatics? So um, chicken is, I guess, when he's make when he he or she makes chicken broth, chicken soup for the ramen, it sometimes smells bad or has bad taste or something. Mm -hmm. How do you make that less without adding too many vegetables or? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first, normally I really don't brunch of a uh, 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 chicken uh -huh, meat. Uh -huh. That's because uh, you know that it's very easy to get the uh, broth. I mean the. Uh, the bricks, uh, a lot of the bricks existing in the like a juice inside yeah, of our yeah. body. Uh, but so once you uh, brunch uh, the uh, chicken meat, it's uh, after you know the the brunch meat uh, makes very light chicken broth. Mm. Um, but if you get the uh, not perfect freshness of uh, chicken. Uh, you definitely uh, have to uh, wash, and uh, for uh, for my uh, technique, um, use sake. 
just uh, you know uh, put the sake and uh, rest, and then just uh, take a flavor, uh, take a broth. Uh, yeah, a lot of sake, sake is uh, most. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's the best way to uh, masking of uh, you know bad smell or um, you know that smell. If you don't need it, just uh, use sake. Uh, works for uh, erase a lot of uh, smells. I see. Okay. Um, let's just do like one or two more because I for Madoka I think it's like five o'clock in the morning <laughs> in oh, Japan. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I, I, she didn't even have to jump in. I feel bad for asking her. Sorry, Madoka. Um, here's a question. So you were saying that for Mazimen, this is a question from Sung Seafoods. I'm gonna set it up. So you were saying Mazimen is maybe like ramen 2.0 in America. At what point does it stop being ramen? Like, you know, still ramen, you know, no ko tonkotsu tsukemen, still ramen. Mazimen, is it still ramen? And then what, at what point does it stop being ramen and just being, <laughs> <laughs> you know, pasta <laughs> or something? <laughs> That's I still the same wondering. Uh, you know, the when when is the end of uh, you know the to get more increase the body or like a strong taste for that. Uh, but I believe when once uh, the people, so many people uh, got sense of like a ramen geek, and then uh, some people uh, who is very uh, like an influencer. Uh, the people, uh, the person, uh, somebody said, "Hey, let's go to like a light way or like you know." No. They uh, need to some like order for you know go go back to normal or go go back to uh, more like a traditional way or you know that's new normal. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I think uh, someday uh, many people already got sense of. Uh, uh, tonkotsu, uh, or like a uh, very uh, intense taste of a ramen. And then um, I hope they got tired to eat <laughs> so heavy, you know, so creamy, or you know, so yeah. rich. Uh, get tired of it, and then let's go to back yeah. to uh, natural way. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, but, but I believe it's pretty soon because mm. uh, you know um, I knew um, many people come to uh, New York to my shop, and actually they their knowledge is pretty awesome, like a professional um, professional sense they have the the ramen sense. Mm. So yeah. Um, I I hope it's gonna be soon. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, let's do one last question. There's there's a lot more, but I'm just gonna do it right here. And I just oh. realized I forgot mm -hmm. to plug in my microphone, so hopefully you could hear me this whole time. I forgot yeah, to yeah, plug. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Through. Okay, okay. Um, what this is from ramen nuts. How, what is the best way to achieve balance when you're making ramen? Which which balance? Balance in terms of like. So in ramen, you have, you know, the five things, the tare, soup, noodles, oh. toppings, you know, and all these things. And what's the best way to achieve 
balance between all of them. So one thing isn't too strong or, you know, sometimes the noodles are too, too strong or too, uh -huh. or the, the soup is too strong or like, how do you make it so everything works together? Like, how do you approach that? Um, first, um, I always focus on the aroma first. The, if you get strong aroma from a dish, I mean, the, from my ingredients, that's success always mm. because of that strong aroma helps lots of balance. If you get like, yeah, of course, if a strong aroma with very, very salty, it's not the balance. Uh -huh. uh, but uh, uh, if, even if it's like a uh, aroma works for like a, something missing, something like a missing, like a less saltiness, less body, less something. But if aroma is very strong, you get very satisfied for that dish because um, the aroma is most difficult thing to get, uh, you know, the strong aroma from uh, ingredients. Mm. That's because, uh, you know, the aroma, like I said, uh, you need to take time to use that. That's why the volume is pretty, you know, yeah. important. The, how much um, in amount you need to use? Uh, hold on one second. No, no problem. Not so how you hang it in there. Right. <laughs> Just listening. <laughs> Sorry about. <laughs> Sorry. That's cool. Yes, the balance of uh, and the most uh, careful uh, to make a balance is, uh, you know, always uh, better to focus on the uh, take aroma from uh, uh, ingredients. Um, the second of course, uh, like a, a triangle of uh, sweetness, sourness, like umami. Um, I, the ramen is the, the best uh, saltiness is 1.2 percentage of uh, you know, salt. Uh, do you, have you, have you tried uh, to use embunke? Uh, uh, no, I have, to, I have to order both of those. Enbunke yeah. and the nodoke, I have to order both from yeah, Amazon <laughs> or something. Yeah, easy to get, uh, you know, the what's point, mm -hmm. uh, the saltiness. Um, that's because uh, uh, ramen and uh, like a soup dish, what the difference is, the ramen is, you know, the mainly you eat a noodle. Uh -huh. So noodle need to get enough saltiness and, uh, you know, the, enough body and enough taste from uh, soup. The surface area is, of course, uh, very, uh, um, you need to choose right noodle for, you know, uh, right soup. Uh, most of thing, thick noodle is much with a thick soup. And the uh, thin noodle is much, much with a light soup. Mm. Um, that's because, you know, surface area wise, you know, the surface area very wider is much with a thin noodle. I mean, no, no, uh, the light soup, uh, because the hold is not, uh, very much, but if the, your soup is very thick, 
if you choose a thin noodle, uh, it comes too much. Too much. Uh, right. Yeah, too much taste from a soup. So you cannot taste that much, uh, you know, from a noodle. So um, the balance of uh, that triangle um, using, yeah, yeah, saltiness and the body, saltiness and the body and uh, that's most of the thing. Yeah, saltiness and the body from a soup is a, a good, uh, the important uh, balance. Mm. And then, then you will choose the noodle or you will make noodle first and then if it's thick noodle uh, you have to make enough a body the thick body of a soup and if you make a thin noodle you have to make like light light thickness uh, soup i see okay that makes a lot of sense how do you so this is just a question that i have because I did that Sanosan video and then I rested it and then noticed the next day the soup didn't taste as good as the first day. Do you typically rest soup overnight or do you eat it, this, make it and serve it the same day? Like what do you recommend and what do you do? It really depends on the, the feeling. I mean, even, even I make the soup, same soup every day, try mm -hmm. to, uh, but just uh, only one, you know, the, it, it's one kind of soup. But sometimes that, you know, this soup, that I feel like, oh, this soup uh, is much with, uh, you know, rest one day. But the other day, oh, this soup have to make immediately. Mm. You know, that I feel that most of, uh, if it's like a very sharp, and also, but it, that's actually not soup, more like a curry side. Curry, ah, uh, uh, of course, you better to rest at least uh, two or three days, uh, like a one week or one month. You know, if you have a lot of uh, space, uh, you can uh, rest the curry. It's good. But for me, um, the yeah soup is normally think used immediately mm. yeah because uh, you know the I focus on the gelatinous is very strong the gelatinous help the noodle hold the soup I see I see yeah and then you know, like especially like a chicken soup if you get enough uh, like a gelatinous and then you put the fridge and then get a very perfect uh, strongness of a thick stick, uh, the thickness, and then, but next day, the, you know, the, it's day by day, um, the gelatin is gonna be more weaker, mm. more softer. I see, okay, good, good to know. All right, we can just wrap it up here. Thank you so much for your time and coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. Can you please tell everybody about your YouTube channel, your shop, and Instagram, and wherever they can find you so they can come and share? Uh, yeah, someday, yeah, please uh, uh, try to uh, collaborate with uh, Latu, you know, oh, the, uh, yeah, with uh, Way of Ramen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love your show. 
it's doing so much better than I thought. But I think what it is, is people got to know the person a little bit from Eric talking about who he is a very interesting person, you know, you know, like saying those kind of things to his customers, very unusual when people think about Japanese people um, and how they treat, treat customers. And I think by you bringing on these chefs like Shimazaki-san and you can tell their story, I think that's pretty cool too. And I think that's what America needs is to understand the history and culture and everything about it. So I think you're also, doing- Also, I, I um, did at the Rattube is uh, the uh, interview with a ramen wife, uh, which is uh, the interview for uh, the, you know, the, many uh, wives, uh, who have uh, like a ramen chef at the husband. <laughs> uh, so, you know, actually that's, you know, the ramen um, very old time, uh, a long time ago, uh, it's very popular to work with, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, uh, work with the wife together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the husband make ramen and the wife uh, to, you know, the serves mm-hmm. like our customers. Uh, that was a very uh, the common, popular way to uh, you know own shop uh but for me the uh, wife's uh sense is much important more than husband so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i try to uh, get their uh word and you know how hard actually they know they watched um the husband working uh, more than you know anybody else. So they they know better than anybody how what they're doing and how hard yeah. they're working and exactly. They're, so they're I just uh, yeah, uh, yeah uh, approaching to uh, Samo-san's uh, uh, wife. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, and I'm gonna cut the recording, but we can keep talking after this. So thank you for coming yeah. to the show. And, uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much again to Nakamura-san for coming on the show. I still really don't quite believe that this happened and he agreed to come on, but I guess this is real life and I'm just really grateful. If you're in New York City, please go check out Nakamura's shop. And if you can speak Japanese, please check out his YouTube channel, Ratube. I'll link it up in the show notes for this episode. Like we talked about, he has some really amazing guests on the show. He had Shimazaki-san, Iida-san, the guys from Ipudo, basically like the top of the top names in ramen in Japan. He's interviewing them. And he also said he was going to try to get um, some other future, I shouldn't say who it was, some other really cool guests in the future. So check out his channel, RodTube, on YouTube. You can also follow Nakamura-san on Instagram at nakamura.rodTube. And thank you also to Backyard Ramen for sitting standby in case we needed some translation help. It was like 5 o'clock in the morning for her by the end, so please give her a follow as well at Backyard Ramen. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Way of Ramen and check out my YouTube channel if you want to see me trying to figure out how to make ramen in Hawaii. I learned a lot in this episode. I'm going to be trying to change some of the things that I do in my future videos. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash wayoframen where I release these episodes early if you want to get into that. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate all the support and I'll see you all in the next episode. Peace.